This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Thank you very much and welcome to the Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters right here at Target Field. We have you covered indeed. The winter meetings are going on in Florida. They've handed out some Big-time hardware, Sheldon Ocker is going to win the Spink Award, longtime colonist in Cleveland. Of course, Patrick Royce, was third in that voting. Bob Costas today named the Ford C. Frick Award winner. Our own Jack Morris and Alan Trammell into the Hall of Fame. And we're going to chat with Jack about that later in our program. Of course, the Twins added a new pitcher today, though one who may not be able to pitch until 2019. Relievers are cashing big checks, and there's a lot going on in Orlando. So without any further ado, let's get you to Orlando in my conversation with Twins General Manager Thad Levine. Hot stove showtime and the epicenter of the baseball universe right now is, of course, the winter meetings, baseball winter meetings in Orlando, where hundreds upon hundreds of would-be, wannabe minor league broadcasters in borrowed blue sport coats wander the hallways hoping to meet somebody famous. They might run into our first guest, Twins General Manager Thad Levine. So, Thad, congratulations on uh, being somebody that people are hoping to run into at baseball winter meetings. I am truly honored. Thank you. <laughs> Let's start with the news of the day, which was the signing of Michael Pineda. Uh, it's uh, it's a low-risk deal in terms of dollars, uh, and it is a deal that obviously is of note because he, the fact that he had Tommy John surgery in July. So uh, discuss kind of the process by which you almost have laid away stores for 2019 with the possibilities of a nice surprise in 2018. I think this is a commitment to the fact that we're leaving no stone unturned in terms of adding to our starting pitching stable. It was an idea that was broached earlier in the offseason. There were a handful of guys who are going to be recovering from Tommy John surgery in 2018. The chance of pitching towards the end of 18, but really you're lining them up to be part of your rotation in 2019. And we just had the discussion of why not pursue one of these guys. Uh, Minor investment for 2018, put them a little bit off to the side, make sure you handle them responsibly from a rehab standpoint, which we think we're very well suited to do. And then uh, look up in this this time next year, and you walk into the off season with a pitcher of the caliber of Michael Pineda, who we think could be a very solid middle to the upper rotation type starter. And it's just so cost prohibitive to acquire those guys, whether it's in the form of trade on, on prospect assets or it's on the free agent market in terms of dollars to be able to get a guy of his caliber, albeit with a little bit of a year weight on him. Uh, it was definitely a worthwhile endeavor for us. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. We saw Drew Smiley kind of do a similar deal as well this off season. Uh, and when you got uh, Derek got here day one, you said we're going to look at every single possibility of adding to the talent pool at our disposal. And we've seen that with what happened with Jaime Garcia last year, essentially buying some prospects 
from the Yankees with payroll. We saw what you guys did uh, in terms of using the international slot money last week to add some players. Short of you know, swapping out your spare bedroom during Super Bowl week or trading in Bitcoin, you guys have literally done everything to augment and just get as many bodies into your system uh, as possible right now. So are you happy with the way that process has unfolded? I, I am. I think, it, I think it's the start. You know, I think this is something we have to stay committed to throughout our time because uh, we are going to forever be most primarily dependent on our farm system to develop players on our scouts to put us in a position to be opportunistic on guys like Michael Pineda. And we're going to have to hit on a few of these guys. We, we want to play on the free agent market more when we want to than when we need to. When you need to be on the free agent market, you're really in a compromised position. We want to be able to dabble there but not be singularly dependent. And so we have to take chances like this and rely on our, whether it's our medical staff in this instance or it's our scouts and player development and other instances to put ourselves in a position where we have a stable of internal candidates that fill some of these spots such that when you do play in the free agent market, you can complement those players with some younger players at a lower price point that help balance out your payroll. Dad Levine is our guest general manager from the winter meetings, and I want to stay on that topic because on the topic of the free agent market, with some free agents who've been offered the deal, you have to give up a draft pick. Different franchises value those picks very differently. Some value them, uh, you know, tighter than gold. Some of them value them a whole whole lot less it depends on kind of where you feel your big league team is what your system looks like where do you stand in regards to uh, what it would take to give up a pick uh, a compensation pick to sign a free agent or is that pick in the presence of that pick where the state of your club is right now enough to scare you off a guy you know i think it absolutely factors into your evaluation of the player you know, I think you have to take it into consideration. We're not we're not flippant when we come to evaluating draft picks. We think it has real value to the franchise. And you know, I think as fans have gotten to know about the Major League Baseball draft, it's not necessarily that specific, but it's the dollar amount in your pool that's associated with that pick that allows you to be creative throughout the course of the rest of the draft. So we are we're, we're one of those clubs that will weigh that as we are looking at. Uh, free agents. There'll be times where that's less impactful to us, and every other year, uh, the pick that we would lose would be a little bit deeper in the draft. This is one of those years, so that, that's something we would consider. Uh, but I'd say, ultimately, we kind of really weigh those draft picks, not in gold, but more in frankincense. <laughs> well, Murr is always on the outside looking in. You can always pick up Murr a little bit later uh, on the free agent market. Uh, one of the big names is you, Darvish. You have a history with you, Darvish, obviously. Uh, speak to your experience in helping get him to sign with Texas in the first place and how that might factor into your pursuit of Darvish or, or, or not pursuit, if you want to say it that way, of Darvish right now. Would you say you guys are on the you know, Snapchat friends? Are we Christmas card-level friends? Are we you know, Facebook-level friends? Where, where are you on the, on the U Darvish front personally with your experience? Well, I, I think, you know, this negotiation is so different from the first. Uh, the first one was his first opportunity to come to the United States, and he really didn't have a lot of track record in history in the United States and Major League Baseball. But it was a 30-day courtship. We, we got a chance to really get to know the person over that time frame. We worked hand-in-hand with his agent, uh, who, uh, you know, was our true partner in that endeavor. Uh, this is a little bit different. I, you know, I have multiple years of experience now of developing and forging a relationship with you, and, you know, I, I you know, feel honored to say that I, I think he's you know somebody who I certainly know and is a friend throughout the, the years where we went through a lot together some ups and downs in in Texas uh, from a team perspective uh, he had a season where he missed some time with injury and so you know, we got a lot of time together there in the in the rehab arena so I think he has really grown and evolved as a baseball player I think the whole industry knows 
what he delivers when he's on the mound. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. He's proven that, and I think he's had a tremendous track record uh, while pitching. I think what fans may not know is how much he's grown as a teammate. Uh, when he came over here, he had you know far less point of reference, uh, and you know, he did not know many players on the team, needless to say. At this point, I think he's got a real camaraderie and sense of chemistry with, with the club. Uh, I can say this from being around him. He's a player who demands excellence. He's, he works uh, equally as hard off the field as he does on the field, and he demands that of his teammates. So he's one of those guys who elevates the level of play of the people around him, but just what a spectacular athlete and pitcher, you know, one of the best clearly on this free agent market. Yeah, and he's earned the right to pick where he plays and to make his decision. Do you feel when you've got a guy like a U Darvish who's kind of at the top of the heap, that those decisions come maybe a little later uh, as opposed to expecting a deal like that to happen this early in the offseason? Yeah, I, I think I think the the player and the agent are you know inherently a little bit more willing to be patient uh, because they have no doubt that there's going to be a market for them. So the the sense of urgency is really uh, almost nil. Now, what what ultimately drives his decision is personal to to you in this instance, and uh, you know that will be revealed over time. So I'm not sure what his timing is on it, but I'm quite certain they're they're going to be patient because there'll, there'll be a robust market for a player of this caliber. Turning our attention to the trade market, uh, having a full year under your belt, I feel as if, and this is something Derek spoke about last year, uh, week, that you probably have a better idea of what you're looking at in your own system now when it comes to prospects or potential pieces of trades with other clubs. I imagine, A, that would make it easier for you to evaluate scenarios and engage with other teams. And the second part of that question is, what names, if you can share, are you hearing from other clubs? Are there a few guys in your system that seem to always be on on everybody's wish list? I, it's a great question. I, I would say fundamentally one of the biggest differences from last year, this aside from, as you referenced, our heightened sense of knowledge of our players. You know, we walked in the door, uh, Derek and I, with a lot of scouting reports and knowledge from our previous employers, but we didn't really have that third dimension of the players. So now I think we've gotten to know the the people, the makeup, and the drive uh, of those players. So that, that's extremely helpful. But really, last offseason, if we're being candid, we were a little bit more in a sell-type mindset. Uh, this year, I think we're a little bit more in a buy-type mindset. So that, that changes the dynamic when we engage in trade discussions with other clubs. Last year, we were looking a little bit more towards other teams' prospect pools. Uh, now they're looking at our prospect pools. And so that's, that's a pretty significant change you know, dynamically in terms of these trade discussions. But in terms of players who have been asked about, when I was in Texas, I had the blessing of working with a gentleman by the name of Don Wilkie, and he always said, whatever you think of your players, uh, it's, it's really pales in comparison to what the industry thinks of your players. Well, I don't want to n- name names of who's been asked about. I can tell you that a number of players, both major league and minor league, of our players have been asked about. I think that's a really good sign for the Minnesota Twins. As much as we can sit here and tout their abilities and skill sets, I think the fact that the industry also recognizes uh, the heightened value of our players is a real boon to this franchise. And it should be fun to see how it all unfolds. That's General Manager Thad Levine from the Winter Meetings in Orlando. We'll take a break on the Hot Stove Show. We'll hear more from Thad in a bit right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Check out the envelope. Guys, we have two new Hall of Famers. Our first member of the Hall of Fame class of 2018 pitched from 1977 till 1994, winning 254 games for the Tigers, with whom he spent 14 of his 18 seasons, as well as the Twins, Blue Jays, and Indians. Jack Morris, welcome to Cooperstown. 
Yeah, and Jack Morris, welcome to the Hot Stove Show. We don't have an envelope, uh, but, but but welcome anyway. Uh, and on behalf of all of us who have had the great pleasure of sharing this studio with you for the last 11 years, uh, obviously we feel it's long overdue, and congratulations to you. We call you a lot of things. You're, you're Cactus Jack, you're Happy Jack, you're Hollywood Jack. From now on, you're just Cooperstown Jack. You know, you're absolutely right about that. He called me a lot of things, and I love every one of them. You know that. I don't know how long it's going to take for this one to sink in, quite honestly. Uh, I've been in the hotel here three days, and every morning I wake up and say, did that just happen? I mean, what, what, what's really going on? Is somebody playing a joke with me? And we talked about it before you went down there, and you said for you the timing wasn't great because if you didn't get the call, the last thing you wanted to do was be there in the middle of the baseball universe. And if you did, the last place you wanted to be was right there in the middle of the baseball universe where everybody could see all of your emotions, and the world has seen your emotions uh, over the last couple of days. But you've also had a couple of visitors uh, because first and foremost, when an event like this happens, uh, it boils down to family, doesn't it? It does, and, you know, it was uh, the hardest part of the whole process was that 15 minutes afterwards they told me to wait for a half hour i waited about 15 minutes and then i started calling family members and uh, every every one of those calls was very emotional just joyful but you know just 18 years of waiting it, you can't help but be a little emotional then the next day my wife flew in uh, i knew she was going to come because she decided when i talked to her and my oldest two sons uh, came in from michigan they flew down to surprise me and that was just crazy because they got to experience some really neat stuff and we shared some really bonding time you know your your older boys had a glimpse of you when they were young as the, the competitor right that that earned his way into the hall yeah. of fame miles is a little different though because he watches you sign autographs and get stopped on the street but for miles you're you know you're his fishing buddy and the guy throws bp to his little league team i mean is this experience for you kind of a neat way to share that part of your life more even with miles it is chris i mean it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how he reacts to it and i just want to try to be the good dad and and, uh, do the right thing and say you know this is what dad did it's not necessarily your life and uh, you know we're here as parents we're here to support you and and try to make your dreams come true too so you know as much attention and i'm sure i'm going to get more i've had a lot and i've had plenty i don't really need any more but i can't help but dodge it I, i appreciate it but it's not about me it's about us it's about so many people that helped me along the way and when i get through my speech if i can uh, it'll be it'll be a speech about us not about me because i've already had the attention that i that i ever wanted or needed yeah that speech is going to be something that's i don't know you're going to be probably more worked up for that than uh, maybe any game you, <laughs> well, you've I've ever already, pitched i've already been told by three hall of famers that you got no chance of getting through it and i went up to uh, al Kaline and i asked him because he's seen me speak before in emotional situations and i said al what's the over under he said not good <laughs> <laughs> You talk about us, and it is it was an us and is an us this week with Alan Trammell uh, accompanying you in the class of 2018. I think you, the last words you said to us when you left the studio last time were, you know, if, if you could go in with Tram, that would be about the perfect scenario. And lo and behold, all these years later, here you are. Yeah, it's, it's just ironic how we both have kind of stood the test of time getting through the writers without getting inducted, but... You know, I had so many conversations along the way, and most of it was not out of any kind of animosity towards it. It's just the the system, the way it worked. But if we had one regret at all, it was like, well, why weren't anybody from our 84, basically mid-80s Detroit teams recognized? Because we were good. We always felt like somebody should be represented, whether it was us or one of our other teammates. So 
we're just kind of relieved that that happened. And then, you know, Tram and I are really close friends. In fact, I talked to him again this morning after spending two days with him. He called me and I called him back. And he said, you know, you said something really smart and I really appreciate it. He said, we're going to go through this together. We're going to have to lean on each other to get through it. And I said, Tram, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. You know, uh, he's so rare and that his accomplishments on the field, I think, speak for themselves. But he is in the rarest of, of company and that I don't think I've ever heard another person in baseball say a bad word about Alan Trammell. No, he's he's always uh, he's always been a gentleman, and you know he's a different guy. I know him in a way. He's he's kind of clumsy at times, and <laughs> he's truly, truly all he thinks about and all he loves in life is baseball and sports. So he really doesn't have a lot of outside interests. Kind of one dimensional with that, but I've seen him grow as a human being. You know, the, the older he gets, the, the more mellowed he's gotten, and he's. He's uh, he's just a class guy, and like you said, Chris, nobody says there is nothing bad to say about Tramp yeah. because he's got a huge heart, and he still has passion for the game, and he still loves what he's doing. He's like he said in the press conference, he's still a, an older big kid. Yeah, Gino's still mad that he got to go on Magnum and you didn't. That you didn't get the spot with him and Lou on Magnum PI. Uh, so he's he's, he's <laughs> yeah, a little but better I about make that. A movie with Tom Selleck. <laughs> I will, I I will leave you with this story from my daughter. I was with Jessica when I got the news. I'm scouring the computer, you know, and I see that you get in, and I start hooting and hollering. And Jessica said, "Dad, what what are you yelling about?" And I said, "Mr. Morris got into the Hall of Fame." And she's like, oh, that's great for that's great for him. And then she went back to reading her book. And then Jack, a second later, she said, hey, Dad, isn't that Hall of Fame thing? Isn't is Mr. Bird in that? And I said, yeah. And then a little while later, is Mr. Molitor in that? And yeah, Jess, Mr. Molitor is in there. And the man we met in Anaheim, Mr. Carew, is Mr. Carew in there? And I said, uh-huh. And she goes, boy, it doesn't seem that hard to get in. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> well, Jack, you're truly where you belong. We couldn't be happier for you, and uh, we couldn't be more thankful for all the time we've had with you over the course of the past 11 years. So travel safely back here, and I can't wait uh, to watch your speech unfold over the course of the coming days. Uh, and it's hey, I'll be, be a... leaning on you to help me write it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all about my friends. You know, you know my emotions, so what can we do to make it light and I can keep it uh, cheerful? This is not supposed to be a... Uh, 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 teardrop soup type of event yeah. we're supposed to have fun and i tell you what if i was a muskie or a pike swimming in one of those lakes in upstate new york i'd be worried because uh, the hall of fame <laughs> also got a they got a new muskie fisherman in there too so uh, beware that's right? right that's right all right safe travels back home jack and you are back home where you belong in the baseball hall of fame always great to catch up congratulations to you and we'll be uh, hearing from you again down the road you got it chris thanks buddy that's cooperstown jack this is the hot stove show we're back in a moment on your home for twins baseball this is Chris Atterbury on the radio home for Minnesota Twins Baseball, 830-WCCO. Chris Atterbury back live in your network studios. It's the Hot Stove Show. Again, the Twins had Michael Pineda earlier today. You heard Thad Levine on that. We'll hear more from Thad in a moment. We've heard from Jack Morris. And we are Facebook living tonight. Oh, not only are we all across uh, our fine network of affiliates across Twins territory, but we are Facebook living, and you can join the party as well on Facebook. Uh, we've got people from Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, Sioux Falls, Mild Stomping Grounds, Quebec, uh, represented Rochester, wondering who that Red Wings manager is going to be. That's something to be solved in the coming days. Dilworth, Minnesota, Alexandria, Minnesota, uh, Arizona is represented, as well as South Minneapolis. So folks from all over Twins territory joining us. The bulk of the conversation, very pro you Darvish. And I think you could hear in Thad's voice how much he respects and admires you Darvish. Also, 
that he doesn't expect that sort of deal to happen you know, very soon. It's probably going to be a couple of weeks, uh, maybe even months past the holidays uh, as that market kind of levels itself out. A lot of relievers going off the board today. Twins involved in a lot of conversations, but again, Pineda, the lone move so far, and the sentiment seems to be you like Darvish, you like Chris Archer, want to swing a trade there, uh, and we will see. Uh, but uh, log in again, Facebook Live. Uh, you can catch the Hot Stove Show. Also, holidays are coming. Why don't you grab yourself some Twins tickets, great season ticket packages, spring training packages. Uh, maybe you want to get Twins Fest tickets if that's your price point. Check the website. Call the phone number. Uh, they make a great holiday gift. Stuff those in a stocking this holiday season, and you will not regret it when you're kicking back at Target Field on a glorious summer night watching some Minnesota Twins baseball or maybe soaking up some sun this spring in beautiful Fort Myers. So don't forget Twins ticket packages for the folks on your Christmas list this year. We'll step aside here on the Hot Stove Show. We'll come back and put Thad Levine on the hot seat next on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show as uh, Thad Levine is kind enough to join us from a very busy winter meetings in Orlando. And Thad, it's three cuts where we put you in the box, uh, we give you a helmet and a bat, and I just lob a couple of softballs at you and you give us your quick response. And we start with this whole concept of the winter meetings. Uh, I think, honestly, writers enjoy the winter meetings more than anybody else. They get to stand outside of hotel rooms with a cup against the door, uh, sniffing out after rumors. And the whole idea always is always reference the suite, the twin suite. They entertain this agent in the suite, this player in the suite. So I will ask you, as a guy who myself had a whole lot of bad roommates on the road in nine years in the minor leagues, you're sharing a suite. If you had to have a roommate amongst your front office suite mates, who would be the worst one? Ooh, that, that's, that is a great question. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm just, it's a, Yes, but I'm going to say Vern Falwell is the biggest snorer in the room, so I'm going, to, I'm going to stand down on Vern. All right, you can't have a snorer. No chance. No. Cannot have that. All right, cut number two here. Uh, you mentioned a bit with free agency that for players, they sign or choose not to sign with a team for any of a myriad of reasons. It could be taxes in that state or lack thereof. It could be a family affiliation. It could be geography, weather. Uh, you know, maybe a guy on the team that they had a fight with in college. There's a lot of goofy reasons. In your career, what is the strangest reason or the most unique reason that you've heard from a player that you were courting that either chose to sign for that reason or chose not to sign somewhere for a reason? Well, I'll, I'll tell you recent, recent this offseason, a very curious one, which was uh, no fewer than eight conversations into a negotiation in which – Multiple offers had been exchanged. We were told at the last uh, that uh, ultimately they were, the player decided he only wanted to pursue National League teams, which seemed as if uh, it was a little late in the process to come to the revelation that we ourselves played in the American League and then apparently didn't make the first cut of the discussion, yet we had eight more conversations about it. You might have dodged uh, a landmine on that one. That sounds like yeah. maybe maybe you that probably worked out uh, for the better. And the final one in the in the holiday spirit, uh, we asked uh, this last week as well, uh, do you have a go-to during the holiday season, like a, a movie or a favorite carol, a song, uh, or some uh, tradition that, that you always uh, have to participate in or be a part of during the holiday season? Uh, you, you've asked me that before. It's now inspired a new tradition, which is I think we need to watch as a family the Christmas story every year. So many quality of life lessons there. Yeah, and the kids are of proper age where you can bring home a leg lamp and it's going to be okay? <laughs> there may be some earmuffs at some point in the movie, but uh, we'll let it ride for the most part. Are, are there statutes in the city limits of uh, a dine and ordinance against a leg lamp in a front window, or have you looked into that? I, 
I think it has to be internal to the building. That's what I've been told. <laughs> All right, Pat, we appreciate your candor and humor as always. Enjoy the rest of the winter meetings. Have a great holiday with your family, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Happy holidays, and thanks for having me on. That is Thad Levine. We thank Thad. We triple dog dare him, in fact, to come back and join us once again. We thank Jack Morris at Cooperstown Jack from here on out. And we hope you'll join us again next week all across our network and on Facebook Live, the Twins Hot Stove Show right here on your home, Twins Baseball. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.